good afternoon yes y'all gonna see jacob behind me <laughs> that's that's what jacob does y'all that's what he do that's what he do y'all Good afternoon, everyone. I know you're like, what is she doing? Yes, I got pigtails. I'm getting married braided. So I had to wash it and moisturize it and do all that good stuff to it because I'm about to get my hair braided. Not my, I'm not getting braids. I'm getting my hair braided. I'm getting my hair braided. So I need y'all to come on in. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Yeah, so I'm getting married, ready. Y'all come on in the room. Come on in the room. Come on. Y'all gonna see Jacob going back and forth. So I'm just gonna put it out there right now. So y'all won't be surprised when you see him. Amen. So y'all come in and share this. Share, 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 share. Come on in the room. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on, come on, come Come on in the room, y'all. Come on in the room, y'all. Come on, come on. Will y'all come on in and say hello to me? 
that little braid want to sit right there on my shoulder. Now, I'm trying to keep it behind me. It wants to sit up on my shoulder. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Y'all come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all come in and say hello to me. I'm about to start. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Who on here with me today? Who all on here with me today? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I think I know why. Okay, listen, we're going to go ahead and get started. I, um, I was trying to get all this that I have going on situated. And so it's not, well, it is moving in the direction. Will y'all share this to your pages? This is not posted where I think I'm about to change my my um, email. I think it's what I'm gonna have to do. Okay, y'all come on in. Share this to your pages. Um, it's already 12:07. I'm gonna go ahead and pray and get my prayer on out the way. If you are on, say good morning. Say good afternoon to me. As you can see, my name is Pastor Sun Alloway. For those of you who do not know me and you are watching for the first time, um, this is um, Deliverance Ministries God has given to me. Um, it's actually titled, Can We Talk About It Live? And we are doing Bible study brunch at 12 noon. And we are doing part two from yesterday. Um, is anyone leading you away? Is anyone leading you away from Christ? Is anyone leading you away from God? Is anyone leading you away from the word of God? Is anyone leading you away from your spouse? 
Is anyone leading you away from your children, your job? Is anyone leading you away from a place where you are settled, from a place where you're supposed to be, from a place of healing, from a place of deliverance, from a place of happiness, from a place of just you being content? Is there anyone leading you away from the place or from the people or from stuff that's helping you? And so many times we find ourselves being hindered by those people or hindered by those places because we're unsure within ourselves. Um, there's some doubt within ourselves. There's some, um, some immaturity within ourselves, which causes us to be taken captive away from the places where we're supposed to be because we're not sure you know we don't know and we're just all over the place and so some of you may understand what i'm saying and some of you may not and it's okay it's fine but when god gave me this ministry when he gave me can we talk about it live it was because i was not afraid to talk about the truth i was not afraid to talk about reality i was not afraid to talk about hurt i was not afraid to talk about um issues and struggles i was not afraid to talk about things that need to be talked about so he called me to be a preacher he called me to be a teacher so that i could use the word of god to teach his commandments to teach his statutes to teach his ways by his word amen and so a lot of times we get um a lot of times we we, we get beside ourselves because we don't know and because we sometimes will hold on to pride, we won't go and find out why we should know. Amen. So when the Lord spoke to me about this Bible study, um, about studying from the first Kings and second Kings, the book of first Kings and the book of second Kings. And it starts out with Adonijah, you know, exalting himself. And we have to understand that there are some Ananijahs that are in this world who is exalting themselves and they're putting titles on themselves and are going into places for themselves. They're not led by a leader. They're not led by the Holy Spirit. They're not led by righteousness. They're not led by holiness. They're led, they're led by their own desires. They're led by their own selfish ambitions. They're led by their own way of thinking. They're led by themselves because of what they want because of where they want to go and so they're not looking for the right wisdom they're just looking for the right wrong thing i can't say it any better than that so we get so so we get caught up so much so so many times in situations and we just don't understand we we just don't we just we just don't we just don't understand we just don't get it and you know it's just you know it, it is what it is it, it's, it's it's just that and so what happens is we don't know what goes on throughout our life we don't know what goes on concerning our life and so we're just you know in a place and so with all of that being said um I just love the Lord and I just like teaching his word and I like to encourage the people and I like to uplift the people and I like the people know that, you know, life is not easy, that life is hard. Life can be unbearable sometimes. Life can be rough sometimes. Life can be harsh sometimes. The people in it can be wicked, can be um, mean and obnoxious and disrespectful and rude. And sometimes when we 
um, are who we are. Sometimes we will cuss people out or we will fight them or we will disrespect them. But God has called us to um, have a good heart, to have a clean heart, to have a renewed spirit. And in order for that to happen, we have to trust his will. We have to literally, we have to literally trust God's will. We, we just do, you know, and, and that's just, and that's just what it is. And, and, and that's the thing. So I want to come through here and I want to finish up with part two, because I, I do want to do part two, because yesterday was so good. I didn't get to walk all the way through um, chapter 11 and we had only got through one through eight. And so I want to finish this up today because it is Friday. So um, I want us to start fresh on Monday with part B, um, the dividing, the divided kingdom. And it's about, you know, after Solomon dies. So chapter 11 ends um, the story of Solomon and, and his and his reign and his work and, and his building and all these things. And so I'm grateful and I'm thankful that we were able to get through chapters 1 through 11, um, learning everything that we need to learn. And today we're talking about, is anyone leading you away? And the scriptures that I didn't, get, I didn't get to go through on yesterday, I'll be giving them to you all on today. Amen. So I pray that you're able to um, see. And I don't know, what, and I'm going to be honest with you all, I don't know what's going on with my phone. And so I don't know if anybody can hear me. I know you could see me because I can see through my phone. But I'm, I'm telling y'all, I don't know. Um I just don't know. Um, usually I can see the comments if anybody has said hello or hey, hallway or, you know, anything of that nature. And so I don't see anything. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And after I have prayed, um, we're on 1 Kings chapter 11. And we're going into that direction. Amen. Amen. So, um, so let me go there right now. Okay, so, Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, closing my right minds with the activities of my limbs. Lord God, I thank you for life, health, and strength. I thank you for this Bible study. I thank you for the teaching, Lord God. I thank you for everything that's happening today that took place on yesterday. I can't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But God, I ask you that you will cover me and that you will keep me and lead me and guide me in the right direction, Lord God, because this is not about me. This is all about you. And I thank you for leading me. I thank you for teaching me. I thank you for giving me what I need to push forward. I thank you for giving me what I need to help someone else. I thank you for giving me what I need to help me because this helps me in my growth. This helps me in my learning. This helps me in my teaching. And so, Lord God, those who are watching publicly and those who are watching privately, I ask that you will touch their heart, their mind, and their spirit, Lord God. And Lord God, for every naysayer, every negative spirit, every witchcraft, every witch, every every warlock, anybody, anybody that's trying to come up against me, against this word, against your word, against you, against what you give, I bind them up in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke them in the mighty name of Jesus because God, your word will go forth. Your word will go forth in your way. 
your word will go across nations, across cities, across states. Your word will go into homes, into the hearts of your people, God. So, God, continue to use me for such a time as this. Continue to encourage me. Continue to touch my heart. Renew my spirit, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy side, of Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So, God, I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my husband and my grandchildren and my family and my friends. I even thank you for the strangers and my enemies. Oh, God, I thank you for everything and everyone. Because, God, with you, I can do all things. And without you, I can do nothing. So, God, continue to cover me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Continue to lead me. Continue to direct my path, Lord God. And not into mischief, but into ministry in the mighty name of jesus and lord god i thank you for your love your grace and your mercy you are jehovah jireh you are jehovah nisi and for that god i say thank you oh god for that god i say thank you 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 because i know that is nobody but you. I know that you are a warrior for us. I know that you are the God of Almighty, that you are the God of the, the of Lord of Lords and King of Kings. God, I just thank you. God, I just thank you. I 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 thank you. Continue to move mightily on my behalf. Continue to give me what I need to move forward on on your behalf. So God, I thank you for your love your grace, and your mercy. And God, I love you. I bless your name and I glorify you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. Lord, have mercy. All right, let's see. All right, hey, Rachel. Okay. Hey, Rachel. Okay, so First Kings chapter 11, and I'm going to start at the ninth verse, and it reads, And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Now, remember, God appeared to Solomon once in the beginning in his dreams, Yeah, it's the end of the money, isn't it? It's time to pay them bills. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to... Where's my... I don't have it, but... My... There we go. So it won't look so bad. The lock is cracking and lacking. Hey, Minister Shannon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How do I fix my lipstick? Okay, so first Kings, uh, get your Bibles. I hope y'all got your Bibles. Love the pigtails. I know I'm getting my hair, my my real hair has to be braided because I got this wig that I have bought. So the late uh my uh minister 
Laquanda is going to braid my hair so I can put my wig on so I we won't looking crazy tomorrow when we go to this um when we go to Florence, North Carolina for this um gospel fest where Bishop is um they um, asked well they requested um for him to bring his 360. This was about five, six months ago. So we already had it scheduled. So I can't be going looking like who did it and why, right? Because I'm gonna be looking at these artists and these singers and I'll be like, okay, I got to look like something. <laughs> I got to look like some. Okay, let's move forward. Okay, let me stop talking. Okay, so first Kings chapter 11, starting at the ninth verse, and it reads again what like I said, and the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. And again, like I said, the first time is when the Lord appeared to Solomon in his dream and asked him whatever he asked for, he was going to do it. And so Solomon asked for wisdom. So this second time, God is coming to Solomon and he is angry with Solomon. He's angry with Solomon because Solomon began to, um, as it stated on yesterday, that Solomon had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. So yesterday I talked about, um, is anyone leading you away? Leading you away. Because it was God who told Solomon not to allow, the, not to marry these women who didn't serve the same God he served. And so what happened was Solomon Begin, you know, he built the, the, the house for the Lord and he was able to build his house. And, and then what happened was Solomon allowed his wives to bring their God in with his God. And we were told, and I read to you all 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 through 18 about being unequally yoked with unbelievers, those who don't serve God, those who don't serve the same God you serve. You can't be a christian and marry a satan worshiper it's just not going to happen you're unequally yoked why would you want to be the light and then marry somebody that's in the darkness but even in that if they have an opportunity if you can get them to change their heart to your heart instead of allowing them to bring you into their dark place you bring them into your light place you bring them into what is right you don't allow them to bring you into what is wrong. And that's what Solomon did. Solomon allowed his wives to bring their gods, especially the God that sacrificed children. It, it goes against everything that God stands for, his morals, his standards, the respect. And Solomon let all that go out the window when he married all of these women. So he was enticed by his flesh, right? So verse 10 says, and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which the Lord commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, for as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statues, which I have commanded thee, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant notwithstanding in your ways i will not do it for david your father's sake but i will tear it out of the hand of your son how about i will not tear it tear away all the kingdom but will give one tribe 
to thy son for David my servant's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. And I think when I was reading that and I was studying it and I was just pondering on it, to me, I feel like God was saying to Solomon, this time I'm not going to allow other people to suffer because of your mishap. I'm not going to call or allow other people to suffer because of what you've done. I'm not going to allow other people to suffer and, and tear because he, he said it. He said, I'm not going to tear away all the kingdom, but will give one tribe to thy son for David, my servant's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. So, you know, before time, before that, God will kill the whole lineage off, you know, take them all out. But I thank God that he made this decision to give each tribe an opportunity to get themselves together. And sometimes in our lives, we have to give people the benefit of the doubt as well. We don't have to kill the whole tribe. We don't have to take out all the people. Everybody on our job don't have to um, be affected because of what one person has done. And so we have to understand that Solomon, he didn't do wrong overnight. This thing didn't just happen overnight. He didn't marry. He did not marry. How many How many did I say? He didn't um, marry 700 wives overnight. He didn't have all of these concubines overnight. Solomon continued to walk in this place day after day, week after week, month after month. And then God was like, okay, let me go ahead and shut this down right now. So when we look at it, we see that Solomon's powerful and glorious kingdom could have been blessed for all time. But instead, it was approaching its end. Solomon had God's promises. Solomon had God's guidance. And Solomon had God's answers to prayer. And yet, he allowed sin to remain all around him. Eventually, it corrupted him so much that he was no longer interested in God. Ask yourselves, how many people do you hang around? How many people are you connected to or that you used to be connected to and you were in the right place with the Lord and you was doing the right things and you was you was enjoying your life. You were serving God and you was living for the Lord and um, you were serving him and reading your Bible and you were fasting and you were praying and you was going out and witnessing about the goodness of the Lord and you were sharing your testimony and, you know, all of these things. And then one day something happened and then it caused you to slowly and slowly and slowly look up and it poured you away from God or it poured you away from that job or it poured you away from that person or it poured you away from your parents. When we look at today, we look at, let's talk about children. When we're looking at our children today and our children are looking for something and some parents don't know what they're looking for. So they're gravitating to other children that that they're being enticed by their flesh the look of it it looks good you know I, i'm tired of being in this place and i'm tired of doing this thing and i'm tired of being married to this one person there's got to be something different it's got to be something better it's got to be the grass surely the grass has got to be greener on the other side and so what happens is 
these thoughts, you don't, you don't just move on your thoughts and your feelings immediately. It takes time. And that's what Satan does. Satan will wear on your thoughts. He will wear on your feelings. He will wear on your heart. He will wear on your marriage. He will wear on your children. He will wear on your finances. He will wear on you in the ministry. He will wear on you in the house of God. That is what Satan does. And I read it the other day, Daniel 7 and 25. Satan comes to wear out the saints. And he uses life's issues. He uses life's struggles. He lose, He uses a death of parent or a death of a child. He uses our things that, that causes us to be sad, that causes us to be depressed, that causes us when we're going through. Satan will use our weaknesses to destroy us. Satan will use our weaknesses to pull us away from God. And that's what Solomon did. These women that were serving other gods, they were weighing in on Solomon. And Solomon was just slowly but surely, slowly but surely. And then all of a sudden you look up and he done brought their gods into his God. And God was like, nope, not happening, not doing it. God told Solomon, he said, look here, bruh, this is my place. This is my space. This is my territory. I told you as long as you serve me, as long as you stay on the path of righteousness, as long as you do what is right, as long as you're able to judge the people the right way, as, as long as you walk in my ways, as long as you obey my commandments, I got you. I God was like, I got you. He said, but now you've allowed child sacrifice, a killing of child sacrifices to come in. You've allowed these people to come in. You have allowed all this mishap to come in. You have allowed all this chaos and this drama to come in. God said, Solomon, I'm angry with you. And because I'm angry with you, I'm tearing this away from you. Because I told you, listen, I read this to you all in the beginning. And I believe it was it was chapter three when God, when when the Lord said to when the Lord said to Solomon, he told Solomon, let me find it. Let me let me go. I believe it's in I believe it's right in the beginning of chapter three. Yeah. And the Lord said to Solomon. He said, um, I don't want to say too much here, but he said to Solomon, or was it not in three? Was it in, I'm not sure, but he told him, he told him right here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Kings chapter three, he told him in, in verse 12 and 13. He said, behold, I have done according to your words. I have given you a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before you, neither after you shall any, shall any arise like unto you. God told Solomon, and I have also given you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto you all the days. And here it is right here. At 14, God told Solomon, and if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. He said, I will lengthen your days. And sometimes we have to understand that
sometimes we have to understand that God will lengthen our days if we're if we're obedient. He will lengthen our days if we listen to him. He will lengthen our days if we follow him. Literally, we have to understand that God is our father. He's our father in heaven. God will be whatever we need him to be. If we need him to be a comforter, he will. If we need him to be our strength, he will. If we need him to, 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 to guide us, he will. So why we have to ask ourselves, why is it so easy for people or why is it why is it so easy for people to pull us away from people that are good for us why is it so easy for us to walk away from walk away from a good job that has been good to us that has let you take days off when you need them that has let you bring your children to work when you need them that has given you leniency when you need it I mean, been really good. Why do we let people pull us out of a place that's helping us, that's growing us, that's teaching us? Why do we do that? And we have to understand these things, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. We think that it does, and we only think that way because we've said it. I've said it. I mean, I done looked up and in 2.5 seconds, I'm just like, oh my God, where it's happened? Because we we are we we are blinded sometimes to the real signs. We are blinded sometimes because of love. We are blinded sometimes because of the relationship. We are blinded sometimes because we don't want to see it. We are blinded sometimes because we feel like it'll change. We are blinded sometimes because we feel like it's gonna get better. But in reality, when we walk away from God, when we disconnect from God, when we walk away from his word, when we don't obey his commandments, when we don't understand his statutes and his judgments, and we don't look up and we are gone. And we're just like, why is my life in such chaos? Now, listen, the people in the world, oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The people in the world, they don't think like we think. They, they, they feel like where they are is just fine. They're content. But if you are a Christian, and I need y'all to hear me and hear me well. If you are a Christian and you have walked with the Lord, and you have prayed and you have fasted and you have been that person who know they word. Listen, when you find yourself not doing that, you're going to be like, I'm missing something. Like, this is not good. This is not healthy. This is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not how things should be. This is not what it is. This is not what it do. Like, what is going on? And you have to understand that, ask yourself, are you in a, a backsliding state? Have you walked away from God? When was the last time you fasted? When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you read your word? When was the last time you called your leader and prayed for them? When was the last time you talked to your children? When was the last time you prayed for your spouse? You have to ask all of these things when things begin to be unglued, when things begin to be chaotic, when things begin to be like, what is happening? Because it doesn't happen overnight. We, we don't recognize it. Why? Because we're, we are going through. Life has took a turn. People are in our ear. We're looking at things that we shouldn't. We are, we, we are going to places that we know that we shouldn't be over there. There are so many reasons. 
and everybody lord thank you jesus and everybody is not the same everybody is not the same every situation is not the same every event is not the same every grief is not the same every hurt is not the same every betrayal is not the same every letdown is not the same every chaos is not the same every destruction is not the same everything in this world is not the same but it sometimes has the same effect it brings the same effect it brings the same effect and that's why sometimes we can relate I, like my mother passing in march people can relate with my heart they can relate with my feelings they can relate with my emotions because for me it's only been four months and it and it hurts and it hurts really really bad it really does but let me tell you but let me tell you the goodness that it brought out of it 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 had me looking at people differently it had me looking at my circumstances differently it had me looking back at some things in my past it had me looking at my life totally different and then when i realized that people who stated that they love me i believe they love me but their actions were totally off because I, when I feel like the same way that I've been there for you, you should be there for me. And I had to realize people are not the same. They make it all about them. They have selfish ambitions. They have selfish desires. If it's not about them, they're not going to fool with you. Sorry. That's just what it is. That, that is just what it is. And I had to realize, you know, what's the Holloway? you want to have to make some changes in your life and regardless of how they're feeling and regardless of what's going on with them you can't get caught up in that because if you're if you value your salvation and you value your health and you value who you are as a person there's some things and there's some people you're gonna have to let go of because that's gonna that's gonna keep you more in a, in a place of depression you already depressed you're already hurting you're already going through. So if you stay connected to these people, if you stay connected to these things, it's going to tear you apart on the inside. And God is not going to be pleased because you made a, I made a conscious decision that I will let nothing and no one remove me from my salvation. I made a conscious decision that I will no longer cuss nobody else out. I made a conscious decision that I would no longer fight people. I made a conscious decision that I would no longer have to justify my actions, that I don't have to do, I don't have to prove to you what it is or what it isn't. And when I found myself doing that, I was like, no, I'm cutting you off because you're supposed to help me grow. I, if I see influence in you and I see that you, that I have a highly respect of you and then you turn around and you hurt me, yeah it didn't feel good because at the and, and we're in this season nobody's taking responsibility for their actions nobody's holding themselves accountable for their actions and i gave a testimony on yesterday lord help me jesus and some of you might have heard my testimony on yesterday how i reached out to someone and i asked them to forgive me even though i feel like i didn't do anything wrong but sometimes just being in a place and listening, you're wrong. 
because at that moment you can say something i did i've made so many mistakes and when i look back at some of these past relationships i made a lot of mistakes i trusted too many people i i put my loyalty more in people than my loyalty in god i should have known better because now i'm looking at as well dang as i'm coming to you and i may be expressing or i may be venting or i may be telling you something or whatever the case may be but then now it's like you're the like to me now they're telling me you're the hypocrite i can't listen to you i can't follow you i can't hang around with you and i'm just like but i've not done anything wrong like i haven't we were doing the same thing i'm just i'm just saying good afternoon tanika and so what happens is god I, the, the 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 state that i was in i was vulnerable and i was weak but in that vulnerability and in my weakness god was strengthening me god was giving me wisdom god was still encouraging my heart god was still showing me that he didn't leave me god was still showing me that he was still speaking to my heart because in reality i don't want to go back i don't want to go back to egypt I don't want to go back to bondage. I don't want to go back to any of that. And if the people that I'm connected to had me stuck in that place, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Because God has a way of showing you who's for you and who's not for you. And if you don't understand it for yourself, you're going to be deceived by people and you're going to be deceived by yourself. You're going to be, you're going to deceive yourself. Yourself is going to be deceived. If you think that God is not a God who is of this world, who has created heaven and earth, who have created all of this stuff, all of the people, all of everything in the world, God has created. That's right, Minister Shannon. He will never leave us, nor forsake us, even when we detach ourselves. Hear me. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all something that I know. And that's why I say, I am, my spirit is still sensitive. My flesh is still real. But my spirit man is greater than my flesh man. And I don't want to displease God. I don't want to detach myself from God. So yes, I would rather lose relationships than to lose my relationship with God. And if God had to show me through the worst of things, oh Jesus, oh Lord. So if God had to show me through the worst thing of my life, what my next assignment or my next appointment or my next journey or my next chapter or whatever my next is if he had to show me what i had to do for him i'm doing it because i am more loyal to god than i am to man and it hurts it hurts 
I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you turn it. I don't care what you say. It does. It hurts. And it will hurt you to your core. But because I trust God, and because I know him for myself, I, I did two TikToks yesterday. And I talked about how you got to go beyond your heart. You got to go beyond your heart. You, you can't worry about people. You can't worry about things. You can't worry about what's been said. You can't worry about what's been done. You can't worry about what people say about you. You can't worry about how they're treating you. You can't worry about who's with you. You can't worry about who's not with you. Your loyalty is to God if you are a Christian. If you're not a Christian, this is not for you. If you're an unbeliever, this walk isn't for you. But when you are a Christian, this walk is unbearable. This walk is hard. This walk, but in the end, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. And I had my own experience with the Lord myself. I seen God for myself. And we're supposed, as, as Christians, we're supposed to stand together. We're supposed to band together. But our relationship is an, is an individually with Jesus Christ. And we're not supposed to judge one another. We're not supposed to condemn one another. We're supposed to help one another. We're supposed to have an understanding heart without judgment. Lord, help me. We're supposed to have an understanding heart without judgment. We're supposed to understand, oh, I don't do it like that, but I like the way that you do that right there. And praise the Lord. Or, you know, I don't go to places like that, and, you know, and that's fine. If that's helping you in that area, hey, more power to you. Go on in God. But because we don't do what other people do, this is what we hear. Oh, that ain't it. That ain't even God. That ain't even holy. That ain't even righteousness. That is not, I'm not even going to be a part of that. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be connected to them. Do you not see that they, they go to finish line to buy their shoes and we are not supposed to buy our shoes from finish line. We're supposed to buy our tennis shoes from Foot Locker because Foot Locker, they do this, that, and the other and finish line do this, that, and the other mm -mm, because they shop at finish line and we shop at Foot Locker. We can't hang out with them like that. I'm giving you a simple example of how people will judge you because you don't do what they do and you think that it's not God. You think because I go to finish line and you go to Foot Locker that God is not with me. You think that if I go to a Baptist church and you go to a Methodist church that God is not with me. You think if 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 you are a, if you are a Christian and I am a sinner, God is not with me. God is with everybody. But the but the but the 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 oh I had the word hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Bring that word back to me. God is still with us. The relationship is different. The prayer is different. The, the, the journey is different. But God is still with us. He is still trying to get us to come to him. But even if the sinner man or the unbeliever or the Satan worshiper or the wickedness or the witches or the warlock, they don't follow God, guess what? But if they begin to repent, God hears the repentive heart of a sinner. And he hears the prayers of the righteous. 
So while y'all are kicking against the witch, you're kicking against the warlock, you're kicking against evilness, you don't even understand that the light in you can bring them out of darkness. But y'all too busy judging them because you don't do what they do. You ain't got to judge them, though. You can love them where they are. You don't love their, you don't love what they're doing. But you love them because they are a person. They are a soul. You love them because you have the heart of Christ, the love of Christ. Solomon found himself with them wives doing the most. And all of these things doesn't happen overnight. We're hurting and sometimes we're going through because we're looking at people who say that they love us and they're there for us, but there's conditions. There's conditions, there's stipulations. What are those conditions? What are those stipulations? You do what I do, you do what I say, you go where I go. And I'll, and I'll stay connected to you. I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll give you this money. I'll give you this car. I'll give you this house. I'll give you whatever you want when you do what I want you to do. When you say what I want you to say. When you act the way I want you to act. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. And until we read Genesis to Revelations and understand the word of God then we'll have an understanding heart when it comes to people and places and things of this world. That's the thing. That's the place. God does get angry. If God didn't get angry, it, the scripture wouldn't tell us it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. He does get angry because you made a conscious decision to serve him. He didn't make you. He might have pressured you, <laughs> but he didn't make you. He might have put some things in your life, but he didn't make you. He might have brought some situations, but he didn't make you. Sometimes God will allow Satan to do a thing so that we can recognize what we need to do when we need to do it. Lord, help me, Jesus. I have not even gotten to the meat of this thing. Who, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you. And I know some of you are like, well, you're teaching from the Old Testament. Jesus came and he brought us grace. Yes, but you can't understand grace till you understand mercy. And I'm going to say that just like that. You'll never understand grace until you understand mercy. You'll never understand love until you understand the, the spirit of hate. You'll never understand righteousness until you understand unrighteous. You got to be able to know both things to make a decision. You got to see judgment and you got to see grace. For you to make the right decision. So that you will get so that you will get an understanding of who you are, where you are, and who you need to serve. We're not supposed to we're not supposed to serve man. But we're supposed to serve man. I need y'all to catch that. We're not supposed to bow down to man. 
we're supposed to bow down to God. We serve people because we serve a God. But we're not supposed to serve God, I mean serve man, more than we serve God. And that's why we get caught up. Because you're more loyal to this world than you're loyal to this word. Because you're not reading it to get a better understanding. You're not seeking wisdom to get a better understanding. And that's why God told Solomon, you got to have an understanding heart. Walking away from people is the hardest thing that you ever have to do. It is very hard, especially when the relationship is so strong. But when you talk to people that you're in relationship with and you're explaining to them, I love you, Lord knows I do. But what you are doing, who you are serving, how you are acting, it's not according to the word of God. I can't participate in what you are doing. But I'm going to love you with my whole heart and support you but to the best of my ability. But when you are going and doing something wrong, like smoking weed, smoking weed, we're told, well, they're making weed legal. But at the end of the day, if my, if my sister... If my brother, if my friend smoke weed and we go and get something to eat, there's nothing wrong with that. But if they pull their weed out and they go to light it up in front of me, I can I can do two things. I can tell them, you know what, I'm going on about my business. You you handle what you want to hand. Or I can say respectfully, you know, I don't mind you smoking weed, but can you not do it in front of me? Can you wait till we leave um, the restaurant or, or leave this area and you can smoke all the weed you want? I still love you, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't smoke weed, so I don't want it on my clothes. I don't want it in my hair. I work for the government and at any given moment, they can do a random drug test. And I don't want and they're not going to believe me to say, oh, I was with my cousin. Or I was my friend and they were smoking weed because the first thing they're going to look at me and say, well, why would you still stand there knowing they're smoking weed? Y'all got to be able to understand this stuff. You don't have to disrespect people because of what they do that you don't agree with. But you can ask them to respect you in where you are and you respect them in where they're at. But no, we'd rather judge them and talk bad about them and make them feel like worse than dirt. But your light should lead them. And even if they never stop smoking weed, that's not on you. That's on them. That's their relationship with the Lord. You build who you are. That's what Paul said. Do this not just in my presence, but in my absence only, that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, without disputing, without arguing, without murmuring. You ain't got to argue with somebody because they do something that you don't. Work out your own salvation. Lord, help me. Lord have mercy. I listen, y'all. I, I promise y'all. This ain't even in my notes. This ain't even in my notes. But here in these last few weeks, I've been noticing how the messages have been changing. They've been shifting. 
because the Holy Spirit knows who needs to be encouraged. The Holy Spirit knows who needs to be led because there are so many people that's being led away through deception, being led away through lies, being led away through manipulation, being led away through sin, being led away through vulnerability, being led away through weakness. And if you don't know how to stand on your own, you'll be led away captive. Because I'm telling y'all, it doesn't happen overnight. Every day you should be praying. Every day you should be seeking God. If you are a Christian, every day you should never leave home without your armor on. Your armor of God should be like the American Express. Never leave home without it. Because at any given moment, somebody going to tick you out. Somebody going to hurt you. Somebody going to come against you. Somebody going to do something. Whether it's your husband or your wife, whether it's your children or your siblings, whether it's your job or your finances, something's going to come against you. Someone's going to come against you and they're going to try to get you off your game, take you off the path, move you off your journey. So you got to have wisdom. You got to be more loyal to God and yourself. And then your heart has to be beyond. You have to be beyond your heart. You, 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 you're going to have to. I still didn't get to Solomon's adversary. Jesus. Listen, God is good. Tomorrow, this is going to be a part three. Do you know your adversary? Yet that's going to be the part three for chapter 11. I was hoping to get through chapter 11 before this, before this was this was done with i really was but this is where listen I, this is what i was trying to do this was the plan that i this is the, the goal that i set but the holy spirit wants to do something else the holy spirit needed to do something else god knows that somebody needs this for themselves and just because you've fallen short, God, I help. Oh, God, I thank you. Help me, Jesus. Just because you've fallen short in some areas doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you a failure. He has not forgot about you. God has not forgot about you. God is just waiting on you. You say you're a Christian. He said it in his word in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who say that they are... That, who are called by my name will pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will heal from I will heal their land, hear from heaven, and forgive them of their sin. He wants you. He desires to be with you. He hasn't left you. He's right there. Will you run back to him? Will you call upon him? Will you call his name? Late in the midnight hour, when you're thinking, is anything going to get better? Is anything going to change? Is 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 is, is where where else? What else can I do from here? What else is it? What else did I do? I need, Lord God. Even thank you, Holy Spirit. Even when you are praying, don't give up. Even when you are fasting, don't give up. Even when it does, it's not coming as fast as you think it should. Don't give up. Wait on the Lord. 
But then ask yourself, am I waiting right? Am I waiting patiently? Or am I waiting and complaining and murmuring? Am I rushing? Life hurts, but life can also be good. Life can also be good. Grief doesn't have a number. And just like grief doesn't have a number, neither does our death date. The Lord knows, but we don't. And every day we should be, every day we should be um, taking one day at a time. Not rushing, not taking matters into our own hands, not make, not allowing things to happen because we're making them happen. My walk concerning me is different. It is. It's very different. The things that I used to do, I don't do. My emotions, as I stated four months ago, my emotions can be very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. And so in order for me not to be disrespectful, I just make a conscious decision not to not to not to do or speak to some things that I know is not going to come out right. Because my spirit is indeed willing. But when you are vulnerable in grief, your flesh is weak. When, you in, when you're vulnerable and hurt, your flesh is weak. When you are vulnerable because of betrayal, your flesh is weak. When people are talking bad about you, your flesh is weak. When people that you truly love and respect it and they come against you and lie on you, your flesh is weak. So you have to sometimes just sit still and not say anything when you know the spirit of God is helping you, strengthening you, leading you and guiding you. And there's a root to that. And the root is you're working out your own salvation because you don't want to make God mad. And when you don't want to displease the Lord, you do everything in your power to make sure your heart stays right. That your heart stays right. And that you keep an understanding heart. Lord, Jesus said on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. And sometimes you got to forgive people because they really do not know what they do. They really do not know what they say. They really do not know how they act. And if they do, then that's between them and God. And that is what I had to learn for my walk with my salvation. 
I could not worry about how the people were acting and what they were saying. I have to worry about my soul. I have to worry about my heart. I have to worry about who I'm leading, who I'm guiding. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to stand before Jesus and he says, depart from me. I know you not. All this teaching, all the lives that I give, all the work that I do, and to get there and be like, your work was in vain. Your work was of iniquity. Your work was not genuine. Your work was not pure. Your work was not healthy. And I be like, I'm pretty sure it was. But it's the heart. It's the heart. And you can't worry about people, what they say about your heart. If they want to call you fake, let them call you fake. If they want to call you a hypocrite, let them call you a hypocrite. As long as you know, God knows. And God knows that is all that matters. Your light will always shine. Walk in darkness. They'll see if it's, listen, they'll know. But some people will still come against you because you're no longer in darkness. And you've recognized what things are supposed to be and what things is not supposed to be. And it doesn't happen overnight. It just happens when you look up and you be like, how did I get here? And it will be God who will show you how you got there. Then you have to do a detox, revive, renew, refresh, restore. That RE, you got to do it over. You got to do it again. Amen. So, God only went to Solomon twice. How many times do you need God to come to you? How many times do you need God to come to you? If God is coming to you a lot and <laughs> correcting, Check your walk. Check your attitude. Do a self-evaluation. Do a self-check. Because God should not all the time come to you with correction, but with blessings. That's right. 90% of the entire population won't go to heaven. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It only matters if you're an elite warrior. That's right. If you don't work out for God and have the body of God, you cannot get in. That's word. That's word. Amen. That's word. So, listen, I am done. Um, God is good. Y'all continue to pray for me. As you can see, I had this a tiny, just a little tiny, uh, tiny little meltdown. Just a little tiny one, but God is good, and every and it it just happens like that. It, it does. It just it just happens that way. I miss my mama. I do, but um, y'all have a great weekend. I won't see you all um, Saturday or Sunday. The Bible study we will resume back on Monday at twelve noon. Um, remember. School starts back August the 8th. 
Um, and so after Labor Day, I won't be coming on 12 noon. I'll be coming on at 1 p.m. after Labor Day. Amen. So thank you all for tuning in to Sound the Alarm. Um, part two of the message on yesterday. Looking crazy. <laughs> oh, God. I can only imagine the tears flowing from your eyes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, gosh. You had a meltdown with me. But you know what? And God is good because that's what he says. You know, when they weep, we weep. When you rejoice, we rejoice. Right? Minister Shannon, thank you. I can I can feel your hugs because I already know. I already know. And I can feel your I can feel your arms just wrapping around my little body. And you just loving on me. Um, so y'all continue to literally y'all continue to pray for me. Um, and I pray, I do pray that this Bible study lesson is helping so many people understand that you can't be those Adonijahs. And that was the beginning of um, this part A from chapters 1 to 11. We can't exalt ourselves. And we can't make it about ourselves. We have to make it about God. We got to follow his commandments. We got to follow his statutes. We got to know his judgments. We got to know God's heart. We, we have to know everything that we need to know concerning God and his word. And we, we won't be 100% in it. But you keep working and you keep striving and you keep pushing and you keep growing and you will get everything that you need from God when you say you are a Christian, when you are living for the Lord. Because remember, this message is not for the sinner man. This message is for the Christians who say that they belong to God. We are to lead the unbeliever into Christ. We are to lead the unbeliever into the, to the rock. We are to lead them out of darkness into the light. That's why we need this word. We need the teaching. We need the understanding. And, you know, teaching about buildings and straws and, and all that. That's great. Cities and, 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 and the BCs and the ACs and the, all those things. That's good to know. But people need to know how to live. People need to know how to be kind. People need to know how to recognize respect and why they should give it and not always expecting to receive it. You give it because whatever you need, you got to be the giver. You got to be the giver of your need. Listen, Lord, help me. You got to be the giver of your need. Now, I got to write that down. Right, I got to write that myself. You have to be the giver of your needs. You have to be the giver of your needs. You need respect, give it. You need joy, give it, show it. You need peace, give it, show it. You need happiness, give it, show it. You need, you need a husband, give. Give what? Yourself to the Lord and he will send you your need. But you can't be in another man's bed. You can't be in another wife's bed and you want a need. That's a want. That's your flesh. You have to be the giver of your needs. Righteous way. The right way. 
the good way, the happy way. Amen. I, I got to get off of here. I got to get off of here. But I love y'all. Lord knows I do. Thank y'all. I felt the push. I felt the prayers. I felt the love. Continue to pray for me. Because my only desire is to do what he has called me to do. And to give what he has called me to give. Because I do want to make it to heaven. I do want to see the glory of God. Not just here. But right when I get to them gates, I'll see his glory and be like, who, Lord? But and with no doubt, oh, I'm getting in. <laughs> so if I go right now, I'm getting in. <laughs> Amen. So thank y'all for tuning in to Pastor Sarah with Deliverance Ministries. Thank y'all for following me as I follow the Lord. Continue to know and ask yourself, is anyone leading you away? Is anyone leading you away? Why? Because it doesn't happen overnight. So yes, part three will be coming on Monday at 12 noon. Amen. So know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen. Have a great weekend.